The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now I am joined in studio by Claire Kilroy, the author of a new book called, let me get that microphone to you, Claire, uh, called Soldier Sailor. Uh, good morning and welcome. Thank you very much. Now, this is a, a magnificent book and it is a guilt trip for, <laughs> for fathers. No. 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 Um, well, let's talk about what the, the the book actually contains, because it is the story of a mother who has just had a child. And it's that interaction between mother and child and the world around both. Yes. Yeah. Um, no. Is it a guilt trip for fathers? No, it's an observation of how parenting's divided. One of the main characters is a stay at home dad and he parents differently to the mother. And uh, when the the two parents of different families are together the kids are happier the parents are happier so no it's it's um i think the way society is structured the men are eased out of it quite early you know we yeah. don't take up paternity leave and it does end up as gender segregation and really i don't think it does the men any favors i mean you were talking about giuliani there on his booze and viagra and Good luck with that, but it's 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 not leading to happiness or fulfilment. Um, Sebastian Barry has endorsed your book wonderfully, and I used a quotation from Sebastian in my introduction to the programme at nine o'clock. I'll read the uh, endorsement. Every woman on earth will identify with this book. Every man will learn something urgent to his betterment. It sings with great authority about the wretched entrapment and molecular joy of motherhood uh, doing for Irish prose what Ivan Boland did for poetry, a radiant and fearless work of universal import. So I <laughs> asked Sebastian's wife, because uh, yeah. I ask <laughs> wives this, um, how do you divide the parenting? And Ali said 50-50. So Sebastian is an example of a man who has been involved with his kids. And if you look at Sebastian's work, I think the level of care that he has shown within his own family unit is reverberates through his own artistic practice and has enriched his artistic practice and his self as well as his marriage and mm. his kids. You know, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Let us go back in time uh, to a very successful writer, writer of, of thrillers. Um, you have a baby and then what happens? <laughs> you have a baby and when a woman has a baby it's suddenly 24-7, 365 responsibility for the baby and unless there's someone to hand the baby to it, it's all on the mother and it's, it's, it's extremely difficult and also the thing that actually surprised me most was how lonely I felt even though I was no longer ever alone. And if you think about it, I'd always been alone. I'm a novelist. Yeah. You know, I sit alone on my own in a room writing, but I'm alone with my thoughts. And when you have a child, um, you can't think because it's a state of perpetual interruption. So the, the writing part ended. And to, you know, think like I, I am a, an artist and... I'm freelance and therefore um, I didn't have a boss or somewhere I had to be. So to be a writer again, I'd have had to buy my time via a crash. And, you know, the arts is so precarious anyway that that wasn't going to happen. So I realised quite soon it's over, you know. 
the writing self is gone. It can't sus- be sustained within but you, this. You, you uh, wrote in a, in a piece about your own experience that there is maybe a hormonal reason why even the words wouldn't flow that nature's way was in order to protect uh, the baby and to d- make sure the woman devoted her time to the baby, that everything else kind of goes out the window. Um, it, it is, you are chemically changed. You are. Apparently the men are too. I think there's going to be many studies on this to explain what's going on. It, it's, it's a kind of under-examined area, like all areas pertaining specifically to just women. It's, it's under-studied. I mean... You want to protect your child. It's such a powerful instinct, but the arts also need space, you know. And it, and yeah. if you don't have the space, you're not going to be able to create. You know, actually, Anne Enright talked about the baby being under in a little kind of rocking setup, and she was rocking the baby with her foot while typing with her hands. And Barbara Kingsolver had that her baby on her breast with one hand and was one-handed typing. So some women can do it. I, I was stupefied with exhaustion and confusion and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, you In that particular piece, you wrote um, about the essay itself, that it was disjointed, mm. uh, even in its creation. Uh, and you say, Roddy Doyle told me that Paddy Clark, ha ha ha, is composed in short sentences because he'd become a father and you live life in short sentences yeah. after a baby. Yeah, he was <laughs> up at night and putting down a few lines and, you know, it, it is disjointed. And the, the essay itself, uh, the, I described the baby's back on my lap now. He's gone yeah. on a nap. I'll write yeah. some more. Oh, here he comes. And there's a break to the next day, you know. And you know, it was the only way. And it's non-fiction. And it's, it's, I think, possibly the only non-fiction essay I've published and for me, the big thing was when my imagination kicked in. And that nonfiction essay is about it started, it has begun. I can start a novel now. Um, there was a lot of screaming in the early days, not all of it from the baby. No, no, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of screaming. And then you feel like a failure because you've screamed. Um, and I've written all that, you know, I've, I needed to write this book. I don't think I wanted to write about this book. I wanted to escape motherhood. Yeah. I wanted to write but one of my the old book books. the book is all about that. It is. I had to look at this because it's so invisible. You know, the mm. child doesn't remember any of it because you don't remember any of it. And it's usually just you and the child, you the mother. Now, men are getting more involved and it. I hadn't seen it represented before and I didn't know mm. what it was going to be. You and talk was, about the escape that a man can say, I'm going for a cycle. Yes. I'm gone. Yes, and, I'm off. And for those uh, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it might be, He's liberated and can be at home with his thoughts, thinking about the match tonight or whatever it might be. And it's total liberation. You're saying the woman is rarely, if ever, liberated. There's that uh, invisible umbilical cord that still ties, even when you're separated. It's the opt-in system. The man can opt-in and help or he can choose not to opt-in and help. Whereas the woman, there's no um, option here. It's on her unless she can um, hand over the baby Mm. to someone else. And the more I have thought about this and the more I've spoken to, say, my spouse, um, well, oh, sorry, also employers, like he was sent to France for eight weeks while yeah. my baby was a baby, our baby was a baby. So, you know, he couldn't be there and he lost out, you know, and and it's, it's actually such a profound change happens that 
it builds this reservoir inside you when you mm. care for someone. I'd never just cared for someone who needed me. I'd been selfish. I'd been doing my thing. You have to be selfish to be an artist because it's But the sometimes self. the inadequacy of not maybe feeling you can do justice to the baby, I will abandon my baby. I will give my baby to somebody else who will have the resources to care for the baby. Yes. Uh, there, the, cha- the book starts in a very dark place. And the more women I've spoken to, a lot of them ended up in dark places. It moves towards light. And that is the experience of it gets easier, you know, and then it it becomes fun. Like, it's great now. But the book does start in a, a, a very strange episode I had where I couldn't even tell you what it was, but I had some sort of meltdown where I got it into my head that because of my mental state right now, the best thing I can do, the greatest act of love that I can show for this child is to do away with myself. And the logic was very clear. Now, I'm not someone who's ever had that kind of logic before. Um, I was consumed by this logic. Now, the novel takes a different route where the woman starts actually putting that plan in action. My version, I got onto my best friend and my best friend got onto Hollis Street. Perinatal psychiatrist listened to me. But the interesting thing about the diagnosis from the psychiatrist was because you uh, had to go off and do a literary thing because you're a writer and uh, you you come back and then you go to the perinatal psychiatrist and the the verdict is, no, you're not depressed. No, I wasn't. And and why did the psychiatrist diagnose uh, accordingly? Because when I was out of the situation, I had the crack. I had a ball. (laughs) So therefore you could not be clinically depressed. Depressed people aren't able yeah. to enjoy yeah so now I don't know what it was though you know and I think studies will it was some sort of overwhelming meltdown I don't know what it was I don't I, I won't even use words to describe what it was but the intensity was um, was uh, quite a shock to me yeah um, the, the, in, the, in the book uh, the woman uh, finds herself bumping into an old acquaintance who's uh, married to someone who's uh, out in the workplace earning money more than he could earn mm-hmm. uh, he married up I think he says yeah, but the, I mean sorry they're slagging each other you yeah, know. Like they know each other <laughs> yes. but the two of them find fellow feeling in pushing the buggy or the yeah. pram together yeah. and share an experience she no longer feels alone well the thing is that it's so, it was such a strange thing that when when we started a family, it's almost like it split us up as a couple because um, he's gone and then I'm I'm here with my baby and we don't see each other that much anymore. And then the few times he takes the baby, I'm like, well, I'm off, you know, because I need 10 minutes to myself. So it, it, it we, we, the family unit actually gets broken up by these unfriendly work practices. And it, it's... Um, <laughs> Starting a family actually can break a family Yeah. if you can't be a family. And the, the arguments can be over the simplest thing of choosing a bed for a child in oh God, yeah. I- Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Ikea can break you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's a, a very profound book. Uh, and I say that, you know, object lessons for, for men, you know, particularly men like myself who didn't have enough time maybe to mm. spend when the, the, the children were, were babies. Uh, what reaction have you had to the book thus far? I, I kind of, I'm shocked by the ever by the the love that's coming for it, because you know I've, this is not my first novel, but I've never had a response like this, and it is a lot of it is recognition, because I I mean I was when when the baby was small. It's funny if you ask me, and I wasn't a TV show and or not a radio, and they said so. How do you feel? You haven't written a novel in such a long time because you're a mother. How do you feel about that? And I started going, Oh, he's a great kid. He's a great kid. He's a great. Kid. He's such a great kid. That wasn't the question. 
but yeah. you're so overwhelmed by gratitude to have a child who's healthy and happy that you can't be honest about, he's a great kid, my life's over, I'm miserable, I resent it. But yeah. when it's between you and the page. Yeah, and th- there's no training for this uh, adventure of motherhood that you embark upon. No. You know, having a first child is great training for the second, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the only training you're going to get. Because we often talk on this program about how wonderful nature is that a, a, a fledgling that is hatched in an egg has never seen a nest built, but knows how to build a nest. Yeah. When its turn comes. No one's ever taught that bird. Yeah. But in humankind... Um, maybe we don't have the extended families anymore that prepared women yes. for the the uh, the horror, as you put it, say in Hollis Street, of <laughs> of a birth you've described that and a recurring nightmare even about that. It w- it's funny. As soon as I described that nightmare, it ended. I I just used to think we I was in this room and with these women, and one would be taken out and was screaming. to be killed. You just hear screaming. I didn't know what this dream was. You just heard this awful so, so screaming. So you imagine this was a serial killer dream it, you were having. That's what it felt like. But it's it's actually afterwards I figured out that it's um that's what Hollow Street was like. You're in the antenatal ward and someone gets wheeled out and you hear them screaming. <laughs> and you never see them again. And, and I remember thinking that if it's me, I'll try not to scream too much because I know how much it's scaring the other women who know they're next. And it, it, like it's just it's just so full on, and you come from this Western world and you're doing your thing and you have your career and you think it's lovely and then suddenly you're screaming. Well, it is a most wonderful book. That's Thank you. all I can say. It's a, a, a fabulous read, disturbing as yes. I say uh, a lot of the time, but also very humorous. Well, there are there are moment, moments of lightness. It 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 didn't start out funny. Because I actually remember one of the mothers saying, well, I'll never do a star jump again because she was worried her uterus would come out. And I was, and we all laughed. And then I went, this is not funny. I'm not laughing at this anymore. I'm going to really look at this and take it as seriously as it is. So the beginning of the book, it's not funny because it's not funny. But then as you get through parenting, it's fun. It's okay. So you've, you've recovered in part. I got my sense of humour back. All right. It's, as I said, terrific book. It's called Soldier Sailor. It's written by Claire Kilroy. And Claire, thank you very much for joining us in studio thank you. today. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.